chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Beginning in verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. It takes more faith to believe that this all came out of a blob or some other method than to believe that God spoke this world into existence. So that the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear. By faith Abel before offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Shouldn't that be our desire today, that we would just please God? But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Right after he says that about Enoch, he says this. Without faith, because he just said it, because Enoch pleased the Lord. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is first, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. Father, thank you for this good word today. We love you, we praise you, we honor you, we bless you, we give you glory and praise and honor for this word, that you would have your way in this place today, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen, and you can be seated. Clap your hands to the Lord as you're being seated. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hebrews 11 and 1 in the Amplified says, Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Amen. And really what it comes down to are having faith in God, are having faith in His Word. It really, the, the root and the bottom line of all that is this. It's all about God's faithfulness. And the, so the title of my message today is Faithful to the Cause. Faithful to the Cause. And it would... It's, it's very obvious that God has been, is and has been and continues to be faithful to his cause. He's been faithful to his own cause since the very beginning of time. 
And his cause has been what? To reconcile this world unto himself. He knew that we were going to fall into sin. He knew that his creation, and you might ask, why would he then do it? Because God needed us. He needed us to love him as his creation. And he made himself, think about this. He is the infinite God who knows no space and time, and he's really beyond infinite, if you think about it. We, there's really no describing. What did he tell Moses? He told him to say, I am that I am sent me. Sent. What does I am mean? Self-existent one. So he created infinity, if you want to think about that. So infinity really doesn't even hold a candle to what he really is. And so it's about God's faithfulness to his own plan. And he has been faithful to the cause that is us today, to this world. You know, we've already talked about that. And so we read this scripture. Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things that we hope for. What are we hoping for? We're hoping for heaven we're hoping for that salvation experience to take us to a place where we won't have any more tears any more sorrow any more pain no more bills right no more having to go to work and clock in and clock out amen it's all about being with jesus and that's what his plan is for us. His faithfulness to us is all about bringing us into that place with him. And so we're both mutually working towards the same goal, being faithful to the cause. Well, what's the cause that we're supposed to be faithful to? The same cause that he's faithful to in our day. What did he say in the Great Commission? Go ye. Who was he talking to? Well, initially he was talking to those disciples. But by extension, he's really talking to us. He's talking to people that haven't even found truth yet. He's talking to those that come into this building and come up to this altar for the very first time in an apostolic church and say, I don't understand all this, just like we were, but I'm ready to receive whatever God has promised for me. And they'll come up here and they'll begin to speak in an unknown tongue as God gives them the utterance. And then that same call to be faithful to this cause is hoisted upon them at that point. Because what did Jesus tell, what did Peter tell them on the day of Pentecost? What, What did they do? They didn't hang around. They didn't hang around. He said he said that they would go through Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. And what did what did Jesus do? What what, what happened when when they kind of wanted to hang around and kind of and be all chummy and kind of stay in one place? He sent a guy named Saul to persecute him, among other people, in order to do what? To scatter them. Why? So they would be faithful to the cause. I don't want you to hang out in one place. I want you to be scattered abroad. I want you to go into all these cities and begin to talk to people. 
And the Bible says that they turned the world. This was the religious people. These men have turned the world upside down with this gospel. So why aren't we doing that? That's not, I'm not asking you. We need to ask ourselves that question. Amen? I think about it sometimes when, we, when I drive through lacrosse. Do they know who we are? And if they don't, why not? Are we being faithful to the cause of Jesus Christ? Amen. We speak of faithfulness in marriage. Faithfulness to a job. We don't have a problem with that. We speak of of faithfulness. There's people in this world that are being faithful to a cause right now. There's people that will go out there and march for their cause. Some of us, if, if we had the time might go out there and join in the the march for the right to life against this whole thing called abortion. But then there are other people out there that will fight and they'll do whatever they've got to do. They'll sacrifice their time and their money and and everything about them to go out and protest and march for the cause that they believe in, whether it's right or not, morally or otherwise. People will get behind a cause, won't they? And sometimes we look at that and go, why why are they doing that? If you don't stand for something, I've heard somebody say, you'll fall for anything. So I'm not encouraging some of these people that stand for some of these causes, but at least they're standing for something. So what are we standing for? What are what is the cause that we're being faithful to? Are we being faithful? We already know what the cause is. The cause of Christ. What else matters at this point? Nine people got the Holy Ghost at this ladies conference. Somebody had to have developed a relationship, a friendship or something to even get those ladies to come to that conference. And I'm sure that the enemy fought against them. I'm sure that every circumstances that could have come up did come up in some of their cases and fought against them even going. But somebody had enough of of an attitude of faithfulness to the cause that they were willing to give of themselves, to sacrifice of themselves financially or otherwise, to build that relationship with that lady, to get them to the place where they would come to that conference not really knowing if God would fill them with the Holy Ghost or not. But you know what? <laughs> the amazing thing is we serve a faithful God. He just never stops being faithful. He's always faithful to the cause. He's just waiting on us to be faithful to his cause, to the thing that we were called to. The free online dictionary says that of the word faithful says that hearing firmly and devotedly as to a person, cause, or idea, loyal, responsible, conscientious, the faithful discharge of his duties, as one example in a sentence, dependable, reliable, the faithful engine started right up. In the Old West, they had these heroes like Roy Rogers that had their faithful steeds, right? They depended on that horse and, and 
Trigger always got him where he needed to go, right? If you're old enough to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Roy, Roy Rogers and Trigger. Never mind. Showing my age. I, I never watched that stuff. <laughs> sure I didn't. Amen. And so we we put a lot of faithfulness into a lot of things. We 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 take an attitude of faithfulness towards a lot of things. Like I said, faithful to our employer, being faithful to your church. That's important. Being faithful to your husband or your wife is important. Being faithful to your employer is important. Because we have a lot of people that aren't like that today. And so an employer, when they get somebody that is faithful, that's on time every day, and usually they're early, they like that. So that's part of our testimony sometimes in a world that doesn't think it's important to be faithful to a job. It's, it's good that we have those things. But that spirit and attitude of faithfulness has got to go beyond the things in the natural in the everyday life. God's waiting for us to be faithful. Because this city is ours to reach. Amen? He's not waiting for somebody else to do it. He's waiting for us to be faithful to the cause. To the cause of the gospel. You know, we can't, I'm not saying that we should all be John the Baptist. But we do have a field that we need to reach. And our, our, our desire and our burden and our will, everything that's in us needs to be about what can I do today for your kingdom? What can I say Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight today. Let me speak words of peace. Let me speak words of compassion. Let me feel the compassion that you felt when you looked at these souls, these lost ones out there in this world, because Jesus had compassion. And sometimes we're, we don't have as much compassion as we need to. Sometimes if you're not careful you'll find yourself judging a situation before you even give it a chance. We take a look at somebody and we almost kind of judge in our mind, and I don't know if they'd be worthy. That doesn't look like somebody that that would, but you never know. You don't know. You can't tell by looking at somebody, can you? You know, Ananias was like, don't you want to send somebody else to talk to this guy? God, don't you know that he's the one killing us? As if God didn't know that. Right? But we have been called. Like it or not, we have been called to this city. We have been called to this place. Think about Esther. What did she say at the end of, at the, end of the whole deal when her whole entire people and nation was about to be slaughtered? And her uncle came to her and, and said, you got to do what you got to do. We're going to fast. And she, he says, how do you know if you haven't come to this place for such a time as this? And what did she say? If I perish, I perish. I'm going to break the rules. I'm going to go against what the, the rules of the king are. And I'm going to, if this is about our people, this is about this cause that's so important that the Jewish nation doesn't get slaughtered, then I'm willing to, to do what I got to do, even if it means I got to die. And there are people out there that, that go after these causes that we hear about in, on the, in the media that they are willing to die if necessary. Think about the Christian people 
who might not even have truth, but they know they love Jesus, that are from these other third world countries that are from a Muslim family or some other kind of family, that they are willing to, to go against the rules of their family and the rules of their religion and break ranks and say, I don't care. Jesus loves me. He did this for me, and I'm going to serve him, whatever it takes. And these people suffer immeasurable things for the cause of Jesus Christ. They're persecuted. They're disowned by their families. In some cases, they're beaten, and in some cases, they even get killed. And I was sharing this morning, they, and it's on, on one of the, I think it's on 97.93.7, one of those stations, on 7 o'clock in the morning on Saturdays, they have a, a thing, it's called Voice of the Martyrs. They have a magazine, and they have a website, and, but this guy was on there talking to this pastor from Uganda. And so there, there are people in other countries that are literally being martyred for the cause of Christ. And they're standing for this, this gospel in the face of, literally in the face of death. And we, we haven't even come close to that. So what are we doing? Why aren't we willing to stand? It's all about faithful to the cause. Abortion, terrorism, legalizing drugs, peace marches in the 1960s, and the list could go on and on. All these and many more have one thing in common. They all had faithful followers. You know, some of us can look back in our life and remember some of this stuff. They, they believed in what they believed in, that they were willing to give up everything for the sake of their cause. Are we willing to give up everything for the sake of the cause of Christ? Whether in complete truth or not, as I said, people are dying around this world. Matthew Henry's commentary, I'm, I'm kind of skipping down through, through, I was going to read through the book of Hebrews, but you can read it. It's the faith chapter. It talks about all these people of faith. And, and having, they didn't even have a Bible. They didn't even have the promise of the Holy Ghost. They didn't have anything that we have. They didn't have technology. They didn't have Internet. All they had was a promise from God. We get to experience that promise. They didn't have that. They all died in faith, having not the promise the Bible says. Why? Because they, they knew they were serving a faithful God who was faithful to his own cause. They had to trust in not, they, they had to have faith, but they had to believe they were serving a faithful God. And God, what did God do? He continued to prove himself over and over and over and over again, didn't he? And even when he did that, Sister Vicki, they still found a way to turn away from this faithful God that had led them out of Egypt, that had opened the water right in front of them as they watched the the entire Egyptian army drown it. And they still found it somehow in their hearts to turn away from the cause and to follow their own cause. And can we be guilty of that today? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because instead of what Jesus said, not my will, but thine be done, we kind of flip that around sometimes in our mind and we say, not thy will, but mine be done. So then we're not being faithful to the cause of Christ, are we? 
We're all about me. But it's not about us, is it? It's about him. Because we're not, we're strangers and pilgrims on this earth. This is not our home. This is not our home. I know we have homes here. I know we have stuff here. And I'd love to have a motorcycle, but if the Lord doesn't open that door, I'll I'll be good with that. But if the Lord opens that door, I'll be good with that too. But it's not what he called me to. It's not what he called me to. And if it means I got to sacrifice something like that for the kingdom, it's it's a small thing. What did what did Apostle Paul say? He was talk about somebody devoted to the cause, faithful to the cause. He said all these things that I go through and all this stuff that I've had to give up, I count it as dung. We all know what dung is, right? Right? Paul said. What a word picture, right? I count it as dung for the excellency that's in Christ. I, wow, he was almost felt like he wasn't even worthy to go through all the suffering he went through. Paul had no idea that he was going to be revered in this day that we live in. He was, he was not about that. He was, just, he was trying to get to the end of his own road. I mean, talk about somebody that did everything they did, said everything they said based on what God told him. Talk about a conduit. Talk about somebody that didn't speak a word unless God. He even tried to go to Macedonia, and the Spirit said, no, 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 you're not going there. I've got your life mapped out. You're going to go where I say you go. And what did he do? He obeyed it. Why? Because Paul was faithful to the cause. Joseph had all those dreams and didn't understand them. How many of us had things happen in our life that we didn't understand? Why am I going through this? Why, why, am, I, why are my brothers selling me as a slave? Why, why am I going through? Why am I being put in prison for something I didn't do? Being accused of something I wasn't guilty of. Why? He probably asked why right up to the moment where they opened the prison doors and said, Come here, take a shower and shave because you're going to see the emperor. You're going to see him. And then it all came clear when he was appointed to be second in command. Then he understood. And sometimes we're not going to understand why we're being asked to be faithful to the cause when God's not giving us all the answers and he's not telling us all the whys. He's just telling us, go and be faithful. When, when we came up here, Trust me when I tell you that I had a lot of questions, a lot of doubts. A lot of that was the enemy. Some of that was me. And I'm riding down the road one day just praying, talking to God about it. And he, guess what he said? Just be faithful. What was he saying to me? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about the details. Don't worry about the why. Just be faithful. And when I got that word from God, I just said, fine. And I, am, I have purpose to do that because he's in control of my life, not me. And if I really believe that, it's, it's okay for me to stand up here and say that. But if I really believe that, then I'm going to be willing to do whatever it is he asked me to do. I'm willing to go wherever it is he asked me to go, whether it's convenient or not. 
whether it's what I want or not. You think I like being 13 hours away from one set of grandkids and 10 hours away from the other set of grandkids? No way. I don't. But it's not up to me. It's taken my sons a little, a lot of prayer for them to understand that. And I don't want to be away from them, but I, it's not, my life is not my own. I've been bought with a price. When I, before I came up here, God spoke to me in prayer and said, you will go to Wisconsin and you will serve me there. Boom. End of story. That's all he said. No explanation. No details. And that's all I needed. And I, I tried to tell my family that, and they were, they were like, that's nice. <laughs> okay. Because they don't understand. But I had to do it. I have to obey God. I have to be faithful to the cause. I, I've got to be like Paul. I don't know why I'm going through all this stuff. I don't know why God has me where he has me. But I know one thing. He's faithful to his cause. And if I'm a part of that, he's going to be faithful to me. And, you know, somebody wrote that song one time because it's true. We'll understand it better by and by. Because they, whoever wrote that song must have found that out from experience. I don't know why I'm going through this, God. I don't know why you got me here in this place, God. I don't know what's going on, God. Why am I, why am I here? Why can't I be back there? And, and they got to the end of the thing, and God started to show them as they looked back all the reasons why they had to go through what they went through and all the reasons why they had to be where they were right now at this particular moment. And they went, ah, I see. I understand. It's all about being faithful to the cause. Psalms 100 says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he's God. It is he that made us and not we ourselves. You had nothing to do with coming into this world. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts. with It's all about, it's his, not ours. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. One place in the Bible says, from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Boom. End of discussion. You're God. You know what's best. I don't have to understand everything God's doing in my life. All I have to do is understand that he's called me to be faithful to the cause. The rest is his business. The rest is up to him. And you know what? I got to honestly tell you, I've been serving the Lord. We've been in this since October of 1989. And I, I can look back and tell you that I've never been in want for anything. Not that I haven't wanted some things, but I can honestly say I've never been in want for anything. He has always taken care of us. He's all, Even when he asked us to give sacrificially, he still has been yet faithful. He's faithful today. He's going to be faithful tomorrow. So what? why would I not want to serve a God like that? Why would I not want to give when he asked me to give? Why would I not want to give of myself when, when I got a guy like Paul that's, 
that's that great in that great cloud of witnesses that's saying, well, I counted everything as done. It's almost like Paul sending the message to me personally saying, what about you? All these things you don't get to do and all these things you don't get to have and all this fun you don't get to have and all these things. I counted it as done. What about you? Because what was Paul's mission and goal in life, even up to his death, was to fulfill and be faithful to the cause of Christ. Let's stand in this place. I just believe the Lord's talking to us today, and he's telling us, he's really encouraging us to be faithful to the cause. Amen. And I want you to just think about this. I want you to just begin to think back over your own life. And some of you may have already been doing this since I've been up here speaking. But think back over your own life and think about all the times that God's been faithful to you. Think, think about all the moments, those times where you were shaking your fist at God in your mind or, or literally physically saying, Why, God, what are you doing? Why am I going through this hell? And God just said, I got this. Just be faithful to the cause. Amen. Sister Demuth, if you could play that. That song. He's been faithful to the cause. He's been faithful to us. He is and always will be the faithful God. Was he faithful to you when you came to an altar of repentance? Absolutely. Was he faithful to his word when he filled you with the Holy Ghost? Absolutely. Amen. He is forever faithful. No. She's. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. God is faithful. Father, we love you today, Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you for your faithfulness, God. You've been faithful to us even when we weren't even paying attention. God, you were faithful. Hallelujah. You can stop the recording, too. In Jesus' name, you've been faithful to us, God. In, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your faithfulness to our ladies. We thank you for your faithfulness to our men. We thank you to, 